This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Is your Wi-Fi box in the corner of your house? Maybe behind your TV or just out of sight? Did you know that that could be why your videos are taking so long to load? If you're at all like me, then the answer is probably yes to all of those. But we don't have to live this way. Shira Oviday writes the Tech Friend newsletter for The Washington Post and has some tips to help us get the most out of our home Wi-Fi. Welcome back, Shira. Thank you very much for having me back. I got to start with your headline for your your most recent article there, uh, Shira. You said, don't do that. Four mistakes that you're making with home Internet. What inspired this? Had you been hearing about folks getting this wrong? Well, I think for many people, home Internet is sort of this essential in our lives. If we are fortunate enough to have Internet access where we live and can afford it, it it is one of these products that we use every minute or certainly every day. And it's also one of the tech products that people struggle with the most because it can be so maddening. Yeah. Uh, And that's what I'm trying to get at here. For sure. And I said a moment ago, I said Wi-Fi box, but it's not called a Wi-Fi box or an Internet box, right? Is it a modem or a router? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is one of these annoying things that we really shouldn't have to be sort of IT support in our (laughs) own home. We should just be able to use our phones and our computers and not have to think about it so hard. But, yes, there's some basic uh, terminology here. That for many people, uh, particularly if you buy home internet service from your cable provider, you have two boxes that are the essential equipment for home internet service. There's a modem, which is the box that kind of it often has annoyingly blinky lights on it, and it's the thing that plugs into the cable jack in your wall typically, and it's pulling internet service into your home, and then it often connects through a cable to a router, which basically spreads internet within your home, uh, mm-hmm. often through Wi-Fi. Some people have one box that does both, but it, it is useful to kind of just know that basic terminology. So I feel like we're going to shock some folks here. Why shouldn't I keep my modem or my router hidden behind my TV? Isn't that what we all do? It is what we all do. <laughs> and in fact, it is what I do, right? So this is one of these do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do kind of scenarios. Okay. Uh, the modem, essentially, it doesn't matter so much what you do with the modem. It's not so delicate. But the router, again, this thing that spreads Wi-Fi through your home, I wrote that you, you kind of have to treat it like a fragile Fabergé egg. It's very persnickety. <laughs> so in order to ensure that your Wi-Fi is a, it, it, it works seamlessly through your home, it is important to the extent that we can to put it in the heart of our living space, the heart of our home, and not in some dusty corner. It is often tripped up by interference from your home appliances, um, metal objects, including you know your TV set. It doesn't like going through water or metal. Even if you have like a mirror within 10 feet of your router, Mirrors often have sort of metal rims that may interfere with your router. It's just um, you really have to think about any obstacles, any potential barriers that are interfering with, you know, your your Wi-Fi, these beautiful Internet rainbows that are trying to reach, you know, the TV in your bedroom or uh, the computer in your kid's bedroom or whatever. And um, so we're clear, are there some boxes that contain both the router and the modem? Yes, there in, are some, one? Uh, in some cases, people have one box that has both a modem and a router. In that case, 
you have to treat it like the Fabergé egg, right? Because yeah. it is serving both functions. Can I just use the device that my internet provider gives me? You can. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I, I was really on the fence about this. So the advice that many experts tell you, and I think I have given this advice to people in the past, is, you know, you're much better off uh, buying your own internet equipment, both a modem and, and particularly a router. Mm. Uh, some cable providers or if you have, uh, you know, fiber internet services through companies like Fios, they will either charge you a fee or, or provide you the equipment with no additional cost or no additional separate cost, uh, provide you that equipment in your home. You generally save money if your provider charges you. You're generally saving money if you buy the equipment yourself. You know, that $15 a month uh, maybe that you're paying to rent the modem and router from your cable company, mm-hmm. that pays for itself. Uh, you're, you're better off it pays for itself if you buy your own equipment. Oh, I see. The, the upside to getting the equipment from your Internet provider is that then they're responsible if something goes wrong, right? If, if something's not working with your router, with your Wi-Fi, they should be the one to fix it. They mm-hmm. should be the one to kind of make sure that the software is up to date so you're getting the most for what you pay. So with that in mind, right, say I, I go ahead, I move my modem or my router out in the open, as you've suggested. What if my Internet's still not as speedy as I want it to be? Does it make sense to then just opt for that more expensive package that my provider is offering? Maybe. Um, it, it, it's really complicated. So when we when we have internet problems at home, it can be very difficult to diagnose what goes what is going wrong. The first step for anybody is basically do the. This sounds really stupid and basic, but it does work. You know, unplug your modem and router and wait a minute and mm-hmm. plug them back in. That's often a very useful reset if things go wrong. Works every time. I, I it or <laughs> almost work every time. Almost it, every time. It works often. Yes. Um, the the question of whether it's worth paying for these faster internet packages. I want people to think about that very carefully before they spend any money. And the reason is. We get all these marketing pitches from these internet providers that promise these like blazing fast, super speedy internet uh, packages, and it can feel like, well, of course, if we pay more, we should get better internet service, assuming that we can. It's often not the case. Many homes really can't take advantage of these, you know, blazing fast internet speeds that mm-hmm. were promised from from the internet provider. These like. 500 megabits per second download speeds or right. 1 gigabit download speeds. Um, we may not actually be able to take advantage of that. We may actually never get those speeds. There's no obligation that our Internet service provider actually delivers in our homes what we pay for. Yeah. And there's also all these other measures that Internet service providers don't emphasize in their marketing pitches that make a big difference. I won't bore you with terms like latency, but what I'm trying to say is that if you're, inter- if you're having ho- uh, problems with home internet service and your internet provider's solution is, oh, just buy this more expensive, speedier tier of service, uh, think twice before you do that. Yeah. Is, is there a, a magic number for how many devices can work well on one Wi-Fi connection? Or does it depend <laughs> what the devices are doing? It totally depends on your setup. So 
you know, I live in a very basic, relatively small apartment in New York City, and I probably have, I don't know, six devices on on my home network, and it works perfectly fine. My colleague, Jeff Fowler, has basically every connected device in his home that you can imagine, you know, his dehumidifier and his smoker (laughs) and his bicycle and a car. Anyway, all the devices. And he does have this very complicated setup with a bunch of routers and things like that. There's There's no hard and fast limit. But, yeah, it is true you do need to think about it if you have like four kids all trying to play Call of Duty at the same time or <laughs> some other kind of really intense um, internet demands. I mean, just figuring this all out, the internet service in the home, sometimes when it doesn't work right, it is truly maddening. And like you said, especially when you've got lots of members of the family all trying to do things all at once. Um, so listen, you wrote about this in the, the Post's newsletter. It's called The Tech Friend. Uh, real quick, tell us what you're writing about next. Oh, my current obsession is trying to figure out tactics to use apps less that we feel like there's a problem with, you know, the sort of I'm scrolling Instagram too much, I'm on TikTok too long kinds of things. Interesting. We'll have to have you back. Shira Oviday writes the Tech Friend newsletter for The Washington Post. Thank you so much for joining us.